Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. All right, welcome to Entrepreneurs Visiting Victor. I am Victor Dadaj. I hope you are having an amazing day. Today we have an awesome guest. He is an international keynote speaker. He is a video content superman. He's an expert in video marketing, organic marketing, thought leadership, YouTube, SEO. And he's also a husband, father, and Christ follower. And this superman CEO of a video marketing engine has been featured on many renowned platforms, including Traffic and Conversion Summit, Digital Marketing Blog, Fox Digital Journals, The Times, and USA Today. And so let us welcome Adaba D'Souza. How are you doing today, Adaba? I'm good. How are you, Victor? I'm doing great. It's great to have you on. And I'd like to get started, but ask you to please share your story. How did you wind up uh, becoming an entrepreneur? Well, it's a, it's a great story um, in that I grew up in business. Um, I come from a family of entrepreneurs, and so it was kind of one of those things that uh, I don't want to say it was predetermined, but it almost feels like it was predetermined. Um, you know, watching my my mother specifically in business since I was a kid, uh, my father who um, didn't live with us also had his own businesses, and even my grandfather um, and uncles and aunts had businesses. So it was really all I knew and all, all I saw. Um, so. I started a business super young, cleaning fish tanks <laughs> um, was was what I was doing. And then before I left high school, I actually started a computer consulting firm uh, with two friends. And that, as they say, is the rest of the story. It's been added ever since. Oh, awesome. So, okay. So uh, that always tells me you come from a family of entrepreneurs because uh, you caught the entrepreneurial bug at a very young age. And you watch you know, your mom and then also your dad, yeah. grandparents, uncles, look, pretty much almost everyone in the family was doing some sort of entrepreneurial stuff. And so later on, when you were a kid, you cleaned fish tanks and then you start your old computer consulting agency in high school, which is uh, pretty impressive. And so uh, from there on, when you uh, did you go to college or did you uh, did you, you know, what did you do after you did the computer consulting agency? Yeah, so that's a great question. So um we started that business just as we were graduating high school. Um, and it was three of us and we were all going to college and two went away and I stayed local for college and the business continued to grow. Now it was a computer consulting firm and I had the fortunate pleasure that I started writing code when I was 12 and I got to school <laughs> and immediately was in 300 level classes. And by my sophomore year, I, I was taking 400 level classes and I got bored. And the dean was like, yeah, there's not much more for us to do here for you. Um, I transferred. That was a debacle because I transferred to a school that said that they had the courses that I wanted to take. But when I got there, they said, but we have them on the syllabus, but we, hadn't, we haven't written them yet. And they literally asked me to write the courses. And I did. I wrote the courses, and then at the end of that semester, when I turned in the courses, they said, great, thank you for pulling together this coursework for us. Now you have to pay to take the course. And I said, but I just wrote it. By that point, I was already earning uh, myself over a couple hundred thousand dollars in the business, and it was kind of like, yeah, I'm going to pay you for a course I just wrote, or I'm just going to go do my business. Goodbye <laughs> was what the answer was. And, and I've I never finished school and I've been in business ever since. 
Wow, that's uh, that's quite a story there. Yeah, yeah. You've been writing code since you were twelve, and when you you were born in college, you were doing three hundred level classes in your freshman year, and then four hundred in your sophomore year, and then you transferred to another school because there wasn't anything there left for you to do. But the new school didn't have the courses. They said they had it in the syllabus. They actually didn't have the courses. They asked you to write it, so you yeah. wrote it, and they said, "Oh, by the way, you have to pay for it." And you're like. Uh, that 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 takes oh. a lot of that takes a lot of nerve if you ask me. And you at the time you were saying you're making two hundred you know thousand a year, so it uh, it really yeah didn't make any sense for you to say that because you're making a lot more money than any of the professors there were making. So I don't right. blame you for that. So yeah. did you continue? Did you continue doing your consulting agency, or did you move on to do something different? So I've been in the quote unquote computer world um, my entire time. Um, so. In 1996, me and those two friends who originally started the business, we wrote our first search engine in 1996. Um, and so we were old school geeky hackers in the computer world. Um, then by 2000, we were creating um, search systems for the government, uh, the DLA, the EPA, the INS, the IRS, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we've created lots of really big search systems. Then in 2005, I left the government and government consulting um, in that genre, because I'm here in Washington, D.C., so it's easy to be in government consulting, and went back private sector. And by then, this term SEO had become a thing in the world. Um, and I looked at it and said, OK, I know how the search engine works, and you're trying to figure out how to rank in the search engine. Well, I know how it works. And so we were able to help, over the next 14 years, businesses grow their brands by helping them rank in search engines because we understood how search worked. Awesome. That's some really good stuff. Yes. So, yeah. So you wrote your first uh, search engine with you and your partners in 96. Then you did a uh, search for government in 2000. You left it to do private sector work. You did SEO for 14. It's helping business grow. Cause like you said, um, Ranking is extremely important. If you're not on the first page, you're gonna, you're gonna have a hard time getting eyes on because no one goes to the yeah. third or fourth or fifth page. So yeah. um, that's that's something that's still very important to, to this day. Now you did that for a whole bunch of years, but then it seems like you switched off to video marketing. Why did you do that? Yeah, so that was a really interesting story. I'm glad you asked. Uh, so in 2018, I, I wrote a paper, if you will, um, and. It was about the fact that video was the future. And I presented to one of my, our clients at the time and said, hey, I believe the video is going to be the future of marketing and um, organic market. <clears throat> and we need to move away from written and into or to, to video. And they said, you know, what? we completely agree with you. What I was trying to do was get them to pay for the research and development. <laughs> they weren't willing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it kind of got shelved. And then by 19, the end of 19, I was really kind of tired because, you know, I've been doing it for 14 years. I was really kind of tired and was looking at, OK, what do we do with this agency? Where do we go? Um, and I was really considering an exit from the agency world. Um, and around December of 2019, January 2020, well, we all know what happened in 2020. Um, and so our, our writers started to disappear. Our clients started to disappear. And I thought this was the end. Like, okay, I'll take it, <laughs> right? Take the ticket and let's cash it in and go um, and find something else to do. But right around that time, I was listening to Sean Cannell's book on YouTube. And it's one of the greatest books on YouTube out there. 
and, and I'm listening to it and I'm listening to his strategy. And I realized that the strategy he's using on YouTube was a subset of what we were doing with written content to get written content to rank on page one. And so I started asking myself the question, could we get videos to rank on page one? So I had already written the spec that says video is going to be the future, but I hadn't considered it from the SEO and search potential in 2018, right? Just from the consumption that people are going to want to consume video. And so now I'm starting to thinking, can we get it to rank? And so we spent a year and a half, Victor, in research and development through the pandemic, looking at video and pulling it apart and write, rewriting a spec to be able to figure out how we can get YouTube videos to rank on page one of Google, which we did. Um, and we repackaged and relaunched the our product line in 2022. Awesome. No, thanks for sharing that. So, yeah, so so basically you tired what you were doing. You were writing a paper about how video is the future of you know, organic marketing, uh, but those people didn't want to pay for your re research and development. And then you you watch you were looking at Sean Kennell's book on YouTube, um, and you realize there's a subset what you guys are doing on SEO. So you you did a, a year and a half research and development on this, you know, getting YouTube videos ranked on page one of Google. And YouTube itself is actually the number two search engine after Google. And yeah, Google owns YouTube, so yeah. it's it's very popular. No, I you know I I, I find myself consuming a lot of videos, but for those that don't know. Could you go a little bit further as to why video mar video marketing is so important? Why you think it's 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 right now the current wave and the wave of the future, but you know for yeah. marketing. Yeah, it's a great question, um, and the answer is actually pretty simple, and it is there is no medium that is a faster path to revenue than video. You see, if, if you're listening to us right now, I want you to understand and and, and close your eyes and think about this for a moment. People say that a picture is worth a thousand words. Yeah, that's true, right? But when someone is on video, you can feel them. You can connect with them. You learn to build no like, and trust with them from watching their video. Now, if the roles are reversed and now it's you on video and it's your customer, now your customer is getting to know you, like you, and trust you by watching you on video video. And that's super important because nobody buys anything unless they trust the brand or the person who's selling it. And video helps you build that trust factor and shorten your sales cycle. So it's the fastest path to revenue. No, that's a, that's an awesome point there. So it's the fastest path to revenue because people don't know, like you said, you know, you can't sell a lot from a picture. But if you watch them on video, it's it's like the next best thing to actually talking to them in person because yes. you can see how they're you know they it, you can see how they're acting. You can say ah, I trust this person, I like him. You know, you like you mentioned the no like and trust factor, and that's very important to a customer. They're not going to buy from you unless they know like and trust you. And watching some videos of you is going to definitely help speed that uh, process up. So definitely great stuff there. Um, next thing I want to ask you about is um, yeah, you mentioned organic video market. So what is the difference between organic video marketing and regular video marketing? Yeah, it's a great question. So a lot of times when people think about video, they're thinking about um, a TV commercial, right? Or you're thinking about an ad that you saw on YouTube that was a video and you say, oh, okay, yeah, that, that's awesome. Um, but that's not what we're talking about here. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? 
Um, absolutely nothing wrong with that. And that's a subset. That's paid video marketing. It's a subset of video marketing. Um, organic video marketing, on the other hand, is videos that you're creating with the express purpose of having them rank on whatever platform that you're putting them on, whether that's YouTube and if it's on YouTube, then to rank on Google. So people can find them organically without you actually paying for the traffic. Now, why that's so important is because there was a study done and, oh my gosh, it's the Milgram's um, study. I'm forgetting which one of the universities it was done at many, many years ago, but it said, and it said this, that people are more likely, and when I say more likely, I'm talking about 95% more likely to blindly follow the first person that educates them on a new topic. So now, you have your product or service, whatever it may be. Your customer has questions about it. Your customer needs information on your product or service. If the first thing they find is your video, okay, that they find organically, they click on it and they watch it, and they build no like and trust with you, they're 95% more likely to do business with you than anyone else. Video is the fastest path to revenue. Wow. I that's did why. And now that's that's powerful. They're 95% more likely to follow the first person to educate them on the topic when they're doing like searching or re, you know, looking things up. Now, that's definitely good to know. So for those who are looking to get into video, that, that's something to think about. Now, um, so when how do how does someone get started in doing video? So yeah. someone who's brand new to us, obviously you've been doing this for many years, but someone brand new, what do I do? How do I get started? Yeah, it's a really great question. Um, and it's one that goes overlooked a lot of times. And, and a lot of people tell you stuff that doesn't help you. And I get that. Okay. And so I want to break this down in, into very, very simple terms for you that, that you can do today. So you can start with today. And I know you can, because I've helped hundreds of people do this. And I want to help you as well. So here's how this works. Number one, you got to know what you're going to be talking about on video. How do you know what to talk about on video? Very simple. You have customers, those customers ask you questions. When you go to record a video, you're going to answer questions that your customers have asked. That's where you're going to start. It's very, it's not rocket science. Just stop and think of the last two or three customers that you've had and the conversations or the emails that went back and forth, what questions did they have? Jot those down. You want to jot those down to make a list of them. Then you're going to choose one of them. After you choose one of them, what you're going to do is you're going to pull out your phone. On your phone, there's this handy little app called the camera. You're going to open that handy little app called the camera, and there's a setting in there for video. You're going to turn that setting on and then make and put it in front of your face. And once it's in front of your face, make sure you can see your face on the screen. And once you do, you're going to say, hi, my name is so-and-so from whatever your company is. And today I'm going to tell you and whatever the question is. So say what the question is and then answer the question. That's what you're going to do. Okay. Um, and oh, one thing I forgot to, in there before you start, hit record. <laughs> I forgot to tell you that. You got to hit record. Okay. Hit record on that on the camera. Once you're done. Hit the end button so it stops recording. Then immediately, this is the most important step that you cannot mess up. Then immediately after you hit the stop button, there's another app on your phone called YouTube. Okay? Go find that app. I guarantee you have it. 
Open the app. At the bottom middle of that app on your screen is a round circle with a plus sign in it. Click that, and then it's going to give you an option to upload a video. Click there. Upload the video that you just made. It's going to ask you what the title of the video is. The title is the question, exactly as your customer would have asked it. Put the, the title of the video there. Hit upload. You're done. You've started in video, my friend. That's awesome. No, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have customers, you know, they have questions, answer those questions on the video. Like you say, you just whip out the phone, hit video, start, end, and then uh, upload in the YouTube app and you're, you're done. You know, definitely some really good yep. stuff there. So next thing I'd like to ask you, sir, is what are some of the main keys to driving traffic? Mm. So that's a really great question. Um, and this goes all the way back to 2005 when I said we left um, the government sphere and then came back and we saw the issues that were going on. And I said, we created a spec and that spec is what we used for 14 years in, in the agency. And the spec is exactly what we use right now um, with video. Okay. And there are three keys. There are three keys to generating traffic. Number one, you must be obsessed with your audience. You have to know who you're talking to. You have to know what they care about. You have to know what their pain points are. And you have to know all of that before you start creating content. You have to be really dialed in on who your ideal customer is. So it's not everybody. You're not trying to create content for your worst customer. You're creating content for your absolute best customer. And that's who you need to get obsessed with and really understand. So that's number one. Number two, number two is your content strategy. So now once you are obsessed with your ideal customer, now we can create a content strategy that is content that they're going to want to consume. Now, what's the bridge in between? People ask me that all the time. The bridge in between your ideal customer and the content strategy are the problems, the pains, the issues that your customer is having. Because it's those problems and those pains and those issues that lead to them asking you questions. Those questions make the framework of your content strategy. So that's number two. And then number three, number three is the thing that people tend to think is the important part of, of traffic, which is SEO. Whatever network, wherever you're putting your content, there is a search function. And how do you master that search function? But you can't master that search function, which is where most people try to focus. Oh, I just want to master search. Yeah. You can't master search until you master audience and a content strategy. That's some really great stuff there. So, yeah, I think too, too, too people focus only on the SEO part, but they need to look at the first two parts you mentioned. The more like be obsessed with your audience, you know, Focus on what they want, their, their love, their needs, their desires. And you mentioned you need to know their problems, their, their pain points, their issues. And once you know that, then you can go into the content strategy. You can offer a content showing, you know, this is what I can offer to help you solve your problems, help, help alleviate that pain. Because that's what, that's what yeah. they're looking for. They're looking for answers. They want to know what kind of answer you have for me. And you need to know that first before you can offer the solution. So you can do it in your content strategy. And you could tell them, this is how I can solve your problems. This is how I can search. This is how I can help. This is how I can help you. And then you can go out to the SEO part. So very powerful stuff here because um, everything has to be done in a certain order. It's like when you bake a Correct. cake. You have to put the 
everything has to be done in a certain order. If you do it, if you if everything's out of whack and you leave out certain ingredients, cake is going to come out horribly. So you got to do everything in the proper order here, like the, like the three steps you just gave us here. Now, yeah. if people want, uh, do, do do people, does everyone really need to create simply YouTube videos in order to rank and generate tra traffic? Is that the only way to do it or are there, or, are there other ways? No, there's definitely all other ways to do it, right? Um, so you can create regular text-based content for your website, that, that works, and then you can still get that to rank. Um, YouTube right now is a really, really easy way to, to, to do it. Uh, we're currently working on the next level of spec, which is, um, and keep this a little bit of a secret, everybody, but we believe that you're going to be able to rank TikTok videos because we're seeing it. TikTok videos are starting to rank. And so we're working to uncover what the spec is for ranking TikTok videos as well. Because ultimately, you know, the when you start to look now in that third key at search optimization, right? And you start to look at ranking factors and so on and so forth. And you look at page one for keywords that you want to rank for. Hey, if you can write a really great blog post that gets on page one, fantastic. How about this though? If you can also create a video that gets on page one, Fantastic. Now you have two out of 10 spots on page one. Then, then if you can create a, a TikTok video that also gets ranked on page one, now you've got three out of 10 spots. That's 30%. That is 30% of the real estate on page one. That is huge for you in keywords that actually will matter for your business. That's some good stuff there. You know, I like the what you mentioned about the text space, the blog. Ranking on TikTok videos, that's something that occurred to me, but it makes a lot of sense because a lot of people on TikTok right now, and you know, you'll see these little short TikTok videos on YouTube as well. So definitely some mm -hmm. really good stuff. Uh, are there any other last minute, uh, last uh, second uh, tips you'd like to share about video marketing? You've shared a lot of great value um, just for people who are just interested in getting to know more about video marketing. Yeah, I, I think the one of the biggest misnomers, if you will, and I, I talk to a lot of people, so I know a lot of people feel this. And if you're listening, you may be feeling this too. It feels like there's a lot of video out there. It feels like YouTube has billions and billions of videos. Why should I create a video? There's already a video. Okay. And, and I get that. I get that feeling and I get that understanding. Uh, but here's what I want to share with you. Number one, let's say there was somebody in your niche right now who was creating and answering the questions that you're going to answer. That's fine. But their audience that they're obsessed with, their ideal customer, probably isn't your ideal customer. And your ideal customer is still out there, and your ideal customer still wants to hear from you. They may hear the answer from someone else, but they may not work with them because they didn't like them. But they want to work with you, and they're looking for you. But you're not creating a video, and so they can't find you. So understand that the boat hasn't left the port yet. That's on, on video. You must understand that. You, we, we're in the beginning of the video rev revolution. The very, very beginning of the video revolution. This is the time to get in. No, it makes a lot of sense. No, that, that's a great answer. People always wonder, there's so much out there, you know, why should I buy a competing? But like you said, someone might be doing something simple, but the person may not like them. They may not trust you as much as they may trust you. But if you don't get that video out, they will never find you out. So you need to get it Absolutely. out there and your ideal customers will, will search you out and find you. So, yeah, because not everyone everyone likes different people. They trust different people. So 
Get it out there. It's the only way people will find you. So listen, Adam, a really great stuff here. I, really, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a real pleasure. You shared a lot of great value, a lot of great tips. And if people want to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to contact you? Oh, absolutely. So I know that for some of you, you may have been hearing this for the first time. Maybe you've heard it before and it's left you with questions every single time. I want to help you answer those questions. So go to meetatiba.com. This meet, A-T-I, bees and boy, A.com. That's going to take you directly to my LinkedIn. When you get there, hit the more button. Don't hit the follow. Hit the more button and come down to connect. Connect with me and it's going to let you send me a note. Send me a note. Let me know you saw me here on Victor's show and ask me your question. I want to answer your questions. Awesome. Thanks again for being on the show. Have yourself an amazing day. Thank you. You too. Thanks for having me. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.